Hello, and welcome to Get Sleepy, where we listen, we relax, and we get sleepy. My name's Thomas. Thank you for tuning in. Tonight's story will be read by Arif and was written by Chase. We'll be visiting the small, sleepy town of Ember Rock during its annual fall festival. In Ember Rock, the air is filled with fragrant aromas. The scenery is awash in vivid autumn hues, and the temperature outside is perfectly cool. But before our story, I'd like to thank Shopify for sponsoring tonight's episode. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch of your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, to the did-we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow throughout the entire process. Whatever your product might be, Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. The idea of going it alone in business can be such a daunting thing, and that's why I love that Shopify not only makes it easier to set up and start selling, but their award-winning online support team is there to help you 24-7. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com getsleepy, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com getsleepy to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash get sleepy. If you're enjoying the show and would like to hear even more episodes, all completely ad-free, we'd love for you to try Get Sleepy Premium. You'll have access to our entire catalogue of over 600 stories and meditations, including extra-long episodes, Plus, every Thursday, you'll receive a weekly bonus episode exclusive to the premium feed. Tomorrow night, we have one of our beautiful meditations written by Nicole. I'll be guiding you through it as we focus on slowing down and resting well. I'd love for you to join me for it. The first seven days of your premium subscription are free, so you can make sure you're happy. For more information on all of our plans, visit getsleepy.com slash support, or just follow the link in the show notes. Thanks so much. Okay, my friends, I hope you're feeling comfortable and relaxed. If you need to shift position, Take a nice stretch or plump up your pillow. Go ahead and do so. It's all part of the transition process from the busyness of the day into the slow and gentle night. 
where we can allow our bodies and minds to switch off from that more frantic pace. So, as you lie in bed, I want you to focus on what feels good in this moment. It could be something physical, like the softness of your duvet keeping you snug and warm, or the support of your pillow cradling your head. You might enjoy the darkness of the space around you, giving your eyes a chance to rest. Perhaps your mind feels pleasantly clear and settled, and that's a nice feeling. Or maybe it's this podcast and the sound of my voice bringing familiarity and comfort to your nightly routine. Continue to enjoy those good feelings, breathing steadily and relaxing further into bed. And now, you can just follow the sound of a reef's voice as we turn to our story. We find ourselves in a car approaching Ember Rock, the little town where the fall festival awaits us. This is where our story begins. You have just arrived at the outskirts of Ember Rock, a name befitting this magical place. Whenever the sun hits the rocky parts of the mountains here, it bathes them in a sparkling, reddish hue that shimmers even from far away. The cliffs seem to glow as if they have been set aflame. It's the perfect complement to the autumnal colors of the fallen leaves that blanket the slopes of the mountains. The ride here from the city was one of absolute beauty and splendor. The busy streets turned into a lonely two-lane road with those majestic mountains looming high above the horizon. Along with the patchwork landscape of farms and orchards, it created a scene so stunning that you had to stop by the side of the road to take a couple of pictures. 
The moment you saw the mountains of ember rock towering high into the sky, they took your breath away. Even from a distance on this clear, crisp fall day, it's impossible not to be awestruck by the way they are adorned in autumn finery. Visiting the mountains always seems to elicit this kind of response, but even more so during the fall, when their steep slopes go from emerald green to a carpet of the deepest, richest amber, crimson, and saffron. It makes you realize that you cannot wait to see, smell, and taste all that the fall festival has in store for you, just around the bend ahead. As your car slows to adjust to the lower speed limit, the tires rumble over a wooden bridge spanning the river that snakes near the town. The tires send orange and red leaves flying up in the air like a shower of confetti. A sign welcoming you to Ember Rock flashes by on your left as you enter the town. The windows are rolled down, inviting in the cool air. It's a welcome comfort that brings with it the smell of earth and campfires. With the blue sky above and the soothing autumn colors all around you, there is a pristine feel to the day that brings your senses to life. Sweater weather feels like a warm hug, and it couldn't be any more beautiful. Your car slowly makes its way along the serpentine road. Besides the evergreens, there are massive oak and maple trees dotting the landscape as far as you can see. All outfitted in the colors of autumn, it is nature's way of welcoming you to this cozy, special place. You finally spot a sign up ahead, pointing to where the fall festival is being held. The sign indicates for you to park in the lot that has been reserved for festival goers. From here, you'll take a hayride that will bring you into the festival grounds. Excited to have arrived, you turn into the lot and park. Exiting your car, you are thrilled to notice an old-fashioned tractor with a trailer hitched to the back, overflowing with bales of hay. An older gentleman, the driver, beckons you forward, welcoming you to Ember Rock. He provides a helping hand for you to climb up into the trailer, 
where only a few other visitors sit atop the bales of amber-colored hay. They all smile at you and greet you warmly, and you immediately feel at home. You select your seat near the back of the trailer, and the hay crunches beneath you as you sit down. It's surprisingly comfortable, you think. The driver sidles into the cab of the tractor and turns on the ignition. It rumbles to life. The huge wheels at the back begin to turn in slow, lazy circles. And soon the vehicle is moving down the street, the chilly breeze rustling the hay. The ride is one of breathtaking beauty, taken at a pace that allows you to soak in each and every picturesque sight along the way. You and the others are unable to peel your eyes away from the indigo lake on the right that extends out into the distance all the way to the mountains at its far shore. The surface of the water is calm and unmoving, a mirror to the sky above. You can see the contrast between the two blues, along with the reflection of the sun that shimmers on the water. It's captivating. The lake fades from view and farmland replaces it. Expansive tracts of land, sprinkled with orange and russet leaves, are occupied by all manner of crops ready to be harvested. There are endless golden fields of wheat and yellow and green stalks of corn waiting for their moment when the farmers will come and reap everything that was sown. You even spot the unofficial mascot of fall, a scarecrow standing proud in the middle of one of the fields, dressed in a white shirt and overalls. The fields eventually turn into pastures, and you are greeted by the sound of mooing. Soon, you spot cows munching on the grass nearby. Before you know it, you see the festival ahead, right at the base of a mountain. Meandering up the side of the mountain is a cornstalk maze. Its twists and turns creating an intricate pattern. There are also various booths that house the festival's main attractions. You see vendors selling their wares and artisans displaying their work. The tractor turns onto a gravel path, one that leads directly to a field. 
The field appears as a blanket of orange, only interrupted by a lone log cabin standing in the middle. It's a pumpkin patch, the likes of which you've never seen before. Near the cabin, you spot some jack-o'-lanterns. Already lit from within, their faces cast an ethereal glow on the ground around the little house. Once the tractor rolls to a stop, you climb down from the back of the trailer and onto the grass. Your first stop will be the pumpkin patch, you decide. Walking through the field of orange, you stop to admire several of the pumpkins. Every size and shape is represented here. To your right, you notice a sign inviting you to pick your own pumpkin and then visit the carving station in front of the log cabin. You smile and begin to gaze a little more intently at the massive fruit scattered on the ground before you. People mill about, doing the same thing, all looking for that one special pumpkin of the perfect size and thickness. It is a calming thing to do, walking idly through the field with no specific direction in mind. Taking your time, you slowly make your way along a path of your own choosing before seeing a pumpkin ahead that looks just right. You reach the pumpkin and squat down, running your hands along its shiny, grooved skin. The texture is bumpy and slightly rough in some places, and as smooth as silk in others. You have chosen well. The pumpkin is fresh with no bruises, and it has a sturdy stem and flat bottom that will prevent it from rolling as it's being carved. Lifting it up off the ground, you notice how the pumpkin fits perfectly in your arms. Next, you head towards the log cabin, where you can pick up some carving tools. A woman motions you over to her table near the cabin. With a kind smile, she hands you a cheat sheet on how to carve pumpkins. Then, on the table, she arranges all of the tools that you will need. She points to where other visitors are sitting on the ground or on the steps of the cabin, carving their own jack-o'-lanterns. You thank her for her help and gather up your supplies before heading to an open square of grass 
Settling down, you pick up the cheat sheet and take your time reading it. It explains the basics of pumpkin carving and offers several example designs, more than enough to get the creative juices flowing. Soon, you have chosen your design and are ready to work. You spread out the utensils and tools in front of you in no particular order. You gaze at your pumpkin, trying to decide where to cut out the lid, at the top or the bottom. The cheat sheet recommends doing so at the bottom. It says that way helps prevent the sides of the pumpkin from caving in later. It will also ensure that your jack-o'-lantern won't be wobbly when it's finished. That seems like a good choice, you think. So you begin. Flipping the pumpkin over, you cradle the welcome weight of it in your lap as you begin to carve out the bottom. It only takes a few minutes before you have a somewhat rounded lid, which you gingerly pry from its place and set aside. Next, you choose the ice cream scoop included in your selection of tools and use it to slowly remove all the seeds and pulp. You soon find out that this process takes longer than the previous step. But it is fun, and you begin to lose yourself in the task. The scoop is cool to the touch, and each time you dig, you dump the contents that you have freed from inside the pumpkin onto the grass. Watching the pile grow, you feel a sense of satisfaction. When you finally dump the last of the pulp onto the pile, the pumpkin is ripe for carving. You take a quick look to make sure that the walls are a comfortable width to carve. There are a few areas that you have to thin a bit. But soon, the pumpkin is ready for its transformation into a jack-o'-lantern. So, you flip it over and gently set it on the ground. You grab the clipboard that has a piece of paper attached to it and start to sketch what your jack-o'-lantern might look like. You've chosen a celestial design with a half-moon for one eye and a star for the other, a typical triangle nose and a curved, toothy smile. It is a simple yet beautiful design 
and you can't wait to see what the pumpkin will look like when it's finished. Once you're done sketching the pattern, you pick up the pumpkin. Then you tape the sheet of paper with your design onto its front. Once it's secure, you find a fork and use it to poke holes along the lines you want to carve. When you're finished, you sit back for a moment to survey your work. The basic outline of its celestial face is smiling back at you. The knife makes clean slices along the pattern, and soon the larger parts of the design are cut. For the more intricate sections, you find a small hand saw. With every careful stroke, cut pieces fall into the pumpkin, out the bottom, and onto the grass. Before you know it, you are done, and a beautifully carved jack-o'-lantern is grinning up at you. You smile back at it, feeling quite pleased with yourself for creating such a lovely addition to the display around the cabin. It's perfect. Cradling it in your arms, you pick yourself up off the ground and head back towards the table where the woman is standing. She smiles, leading you to where the other jack-o'-lanterns are. You take a moment to show her your finished product, which she says is one of the best she's seen. She pauses at a bin of candles and picks up a wide, tall one. She lights it with a match and sets it on the ground between two other jack-o'-lanterns. You gently fit your pumpkin over it and step back to admire your work. The light brings your jack-o'-lantern to life. You watch the golden flame flickering behind the half-moon and star eyes. It looks exactly as you pictured it. You turn to the woman and thank her. You both wave goodbye to each other before you walk up the hill to where the other booths await. Soon, you detect the tantalizing scent of cinnamon and fried dough in the air and decide to follow it. It is the aroma of a yummy, sweet nostalgia. Before long, a funnel cake stand enters your line of sight. You smile at the prospect of tasting this staple of every state fair 
and seasonal festival in the area. Reaching the stand, you wait your turn in line and watch the cakes being made. A man pours batter through a spiral-shaped funnel into a vat of oil. The batter sizzles as it cooks. When it's done, the man picks up the deep-fried cake, piling it onto a paper plate. The whole thing is then dusted with a mountain of powdered sugar. The rich and buttery notes of deep-fried dough hang heavy in the air, mingling with the sweet scent of confectioner's sugar and vanilla. It is an alluring smell, one that has proven irresistible to each person in line. You finally reach the front and smile at the man who hands over a plate overflowing with funnel cake. Walking over to a tree stump to eat, you sit down on its sturdy surface and savor your first bite. The crispy outside makes a satisfying crunch when you bite it, and the donut-like inside melts in your mouth. You sigh as you break apart the best pieces and eat them one by one. To say it is delicious is an understatement. While you finish your sweet treat, you enjoy a bit of people watching. There are families, people walking by themselves or in small groups, and children running from booth to booth. Some are enjoying a quiet moment like you while others are laughing with loved ones. When you're done, you put your empty plate in the trash before heading over to a pottery booth you spotted just up the hill. As you reach the booth, you find the potter hard at work behind the wheel, deftly turning the lump of clay into something wonderful before your eyes. He is in the middle of giving the small crowd gathered before him a lesson in the art of pottery. It's not only one of the oldest human crafts, but also one of the most widely practiced. There is a kind of intimacy in the craft of pottery, he says, without looking up. He admits that he finds great purpose in this work, knowing that with his imagination, he is giving life to the pieces that he makes. Pottery holds the power to bring families together, he says all while adding a decorative touch 
to the spaces it inhabits. As your eyes roam over the booth and studio, you see that his words ring true. There are all kinds of finished pots, cups, and plates on the tables next to the wheel where the artist sits, and each one is as lovely as it is practical. There are ivory coffee mugs decorated with russet-colored leaves, candle holders in the form of acorns with lids, and another coffee mug that is a witch's cauldron painted black and adorned with twinkling stars. You step closer to the table, angling for a better look, and realize there is a whole other row of pieces that you hadn't seen before. There is a garden gnome figurine, his white hat pulled over his eyes, sitting atop a bright orange pumpkin. Next to the gnome is a stack of equally colorful pumpkins, each gourd piled on top of the next in a column of red, orange, and yellow. They are the perfect decorations for fall. Each piece of work is exquisitely crafted and vibrantly colored. You can't help but brush your fingertips across the surface of one, finding it to be glossy and smooth. You linger by the pottery booth for a few more minutes, enjoying watching the artist doing what he does best. Seeing him work the wheel, throwing the clay as he calls it, is hypnotic. The wheel hums as it rotates, a droning noise that has a calming effect on the assembled crowd. After a while, you peel yourself away and continue your walk up the steep hill following the fragrant and earthy smell of boiling peanuts. Leaves fall like glowing rubies upon the path, and they rustle as you walk through them. Not for the first time today do you realize how much you adore this season of change and color. The cool temperature gives a renewed vigor to your steps, and you find yourself standing before the boiled peanut vendor in no time. With the enticing aroma filling the air, it's only natural that there is a line. You take your place behind some friendly-looking people and wait. You gaze at the booth next door and smile to see that it houses a caricaturist 
she is midway through her drawing of a young girl sitting before her who has a wide grin and a missing tooth. You marvel at the speed with which the artist's hand flies over the piece of paper, stopping only to change out one marker for another. By the time you reach the front of the line and receive your bag of boiled peanuts, the caricaturist is already done and handing the remarkable piece of art to the girl. The little girl beams as she takes it. She shows the paper to her mother, who holds it up next to her daughter's face, saying it looks exactly like her. It's amazing to you how the artist expertly conveyed the true essence of the girl's face and personality by magnifying every feature. Selecting a peanut from the bag, you find that the soft shell breaks apart easily in your fingers, exposing the squishy meat inside also called the kernel. You pop the kernel in your mouth and smile at the burst of flavor. The taste is beguiling. You are used to the crunchy, nutty profile of roasted peanuts, but this is salty with a slightly beany taste. The boiled peanuts almost remind you of edamame. No wonder they are such an iconic food. They are as delicious as they are nutritious. You munch on them while you walk the rest of the way up the hill. You're heading towards the ring of booths that carve around at the top to the other side of the path. From there, they go all the way down to where the first booth you visited can be found. Reaching the top of the hill, you turn around and stop. The view is exceptionally beautiful. You can see the entirety of the festival grounds, all the way to where the lake sits with its still, undisturbed water, and past the chain of mountains behind it. It is a riveting sight. The world set aflame by the fiery colors of fall. You watch a hawk soar high up above, its cry piercing the sky as it flies in lazy circles. There is so much beauty that it is hard to know where to look. You spot the field where the pumpkin patch and log cabin sit 
far below, and you smile, knowing that your jack-o'-lantern is flashing its celestial grin down there. Today has been a grand adventure, you think. Your belly and heart are full from each wonderful sight and stop along the way. Fall has never been so amazing as it is here 